Hey, welcome to series finale. Pilots, pilots, we're doing the fugitive first, right? The fugitive is the finale. finale. The one you're right. You're right. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I had a moment. Of, I had a moment of shock before I realized. Yes, you are right. <laughs> yes. yes, series finale. I was like, you sent us the link. Right, so there's right, no right. way. All right, ready? <laughs> different. We'll do the intro again. Hey, hey, welcome, welcome to series finale. finale. What? The only <laughs> podcast with three comedians watch the final <laughs> episode of the, of the show, show they've never, never even seen. <laughs> it's real, <laughs> real extreme. Uh, the Fugitive is the, the show we watched, and that's a show from the 1970s. Uh, 60s. 60s. Didn't wow. it feel older than that? I thought this was 81 or 82. 2012. It <laughs> felt like it was right <laughs> after 902102. Let me give you a couple facts. Ran for okay. four seasons. Well, should you give us facts or the BSB? This no, he's going to do... The let's do the... Oh, this is... Uh, F squared foundational facts. This is <laughs> this is tax facts season. Yes, I, I did do my taxes with H and R Block. I'll have a long. How much money did you get back? I got uh, seven hundred ninety-two dollars. How back. do you plan you know, on distributing it to the poor? Uh, <laughs> I plan on using it and saving it away and wow. not stimulating the American wow. economy. Wow. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that President Obama would have given you more money? I think Imam Obama Obama <laughs> would have <laughs> taken all my money. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Here's a little foundational facts real quick. Four seasons, 30 episodes each season. That's pretty lengthy. That's yeah. a lot So we of had episodes. 120 episodes. First three seasons, black and white, BBW. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Final season, Wait, color. black and white? Yeah, that yeah. meant they you could actually. B-A-W. <laughs> Big ass whiteies. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it could be on like uh, a Skeets, you know, or what's the, what's the big production, like Brazzers? I don't know. I've big never ass porn. whiteies, <laughs> and it's just like big girls it with was, white. It asses. was black and white, but with the casting choices, they really utilized the white a lot more than the black. <laughs> you know they did. They did. Well, honestly, once it's in color, it's interesting because it's very. It, we we watched it through YouTube, and it's like there's a lot of shadows, and some of the guys I thought were black. Dude, there Until is like so 90 minutes into the episode. There are so many shadows in this that I don't want to give too much away before the BSB. Yes. But the main villain <laughs> is the one-armed man. I thought he had two arms until it was the very hard end. Hard to see. Yes, hard to yes. see. They did not play up the one arm at all, but there was some nub movement in there that was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, the nub oh. movement. That was, well, you think that was, he was a real one-armed guy, right? He, his nub movement indicated to me, <laughs> I think he was. Yes. Yeah, well, no. That would be pretty impressive if the 60s was like using actual disabled people, unlike in 2018 where they're using Brian Cranston to play (laughs) quadriplegics. (laughs) 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 Pretty fucked up. Yeah, or like even in the 1990s when they were having Gary Sinise play a guy with no legs in Forrest Gump. Whoa. That's right. I don't know if you guys know this. Gary Sinise actually has both of his legs. <laughs> Stolen Valley. It wasn't. Stolen and they Valley. also had Tom Hanks playing a retarded kid. <laughs> and they should have really, they should have looked at, seen if Corky from uh, you know, Facts of Life could have been on it. <laughs> <laughs> so we set the scene. Really, <laughs> and, and one big thing to point out is some of you may have seen the 1993 film, The Fugitive. I saw that film in theaters with my dad. Great film. The f- it's with Tommy Lee Jones and Wesley Snipes. No, that's way, incorrect. Really? It's with Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford. You're thinking of the sequel to the movie, The Fugitive, U.S. Marshals, which follows Tommy Lee Jones' character 
as he pursues yet another wrongly convicted man. Wow. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> they used to play that one on TNT a lot. Yeah, I could see that. And I, I loved it. I thought Wesley Snipes was the original fugitive. No, In he was ways. the original Blade. <laughs> <laughs> so He was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The original Blade. Yeah, yeah. So the show... Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> One last give me more facts, fact baby. that I was going to set. Fill oh, me with your oh, facts. One thing we often don't do, but I think is important, is tell people the name of the episode. This was a two-part episode. It was called Judgment 1 and 2. Yes. Ran for about an hour and a half. But it passed pleasantly. Yeah. Yeah. You famously hate long shows. I hate a show if it's 58 minutes, because I'm <laughs> like, that is so arrogant to not leave any time for ads. I want 42 minutes. Well, this was a two-part season finale. This was... Series finale. This was a big yes. daddy. Oh, in final fact, the yes, reason why I wanted to bring this up is someone who does trivia, Mr. Eric Tynan, doorman at Nick's Comedy Stop. <laughs> he is. He is. He plays Ultimate Frisbee, I think. What Freeze? were the five Freeze? most watched... <laughs> Series finales of all time. Okay. I guess all of them except for this one because four of them are comedies. This is the only drama that made the top five of series it's finales. The, but if you like to laugh at people with disabilities, this could have been a comedy <laughs> for you. Some would say there's a problem with the methodology. There. <laughs> yeah. This is the mo- this is the highest rated dramatic series finale ever. More than MASH, which is surprising. That is surprising. Isn't MASH a comedy? Is it? it is oh, a comedy. It is. You're yeah. right. You're yeah. right. Nothing funnier than uh, <laughs> Vietnam. I think it's Korea. <laughs> it's Korea. Whatever. Which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Vietnam did, horrific. Did Korea th- barrel laughs. laughs. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that guy they got in there now. That Kim Jong Un. He's hilarious. Yes, it is funny. He's a little pudgy fat man. I. What calves. about the calves? What oh! about the calves on Dude, Why do you think that Donald Trump won't move in with troops? <laughs> because he knows that if he does, Kim Jong-un will pull up his pant leg and flex, flex those babies. Well, why do you think he's canceled the meeting a couple of times? Right, he's intimidated. He's, he's, he's worried that Melania is going to just start sucking that umbicho. Kim yeah. Jong-un was actually walking towards the meeting room, and then they got a glimpse of him walking <laughs> in. He was wearing shorts that showed him off, and then Donald J. Trump ran out of a the room. A lot of people was saying that North Korea had nuclear weapons. It was actually just Kim Jong's calves. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a great like Humans of New York style like coffee table book. The calves of Kim Jong Un. <laughs> <laughs> just different calf shots <laughs> of the great one. Wow. Um, <laughs> he definitely showed them off to like Dennis Rodman and like a. Now, oh, I now I'm just picturing you know how they have like giant statues all over there, <laughs> just like an up, with just one of his calves. That'd be great. Um, like the sexy leg lamp, but it's oh, just Kim Jong's <laughs> yes. calves. So this show, The Fugitive, did did like the first episode start with the murder of the woman? Yeah, we assume, right? Yeah, we don't And then know. over five seasons led up to that. Four that's, years, four seasons. So that's a lot of like, wow, we almost caught him and then we didn't. <laughs> you know what else I find interesting is that really when you're watching something like this to pieces it together, you're watching the first episode. Like the writers had to have had in their head what? how she was killed so that they could write the rest. Or do you think they stumbled upon it as they went? Ooh, that's, that's a, good a good question. question. So there's different th- schools of thoughts on this, so... Some TV writers, they write out the entire thing. Oh, and they know where it's going the whole way. A good example is like a show like 
Breaking Bad. They had the idea of what the story they wanted to tell, and they're going to yes. do it in this amount of time. And like Lost as well. Lost is actually a polar <laughs> the, opposite. The exact opposite. <laughs> that they just set up a bunch of questions that they figured that they'll answer somehow down the line. And then just disappointed everybody. Yes, basically. <laughs> I think Lost was a very popular show, but it sort of became like a blueprint of how to like disappoint people and enrage people and annoy <laughs> yes. people with like, you know, just ask asking questions for the sake of asking questions and never answering them in a satisfactory way. They would mm. just go off on tangents and get like wild. Like they would set up all these weird things like there's a polar bear on the island. Why is that? And when the answer was very underwhelming. <laughs> the oh, answer really? was like, I don't even remember. What was the answer? I can't remember. It was stupid. Yeah. Cargo ship from a zoo crash. <laughs> Probably. Uh, what is the smoke monster? Why is this guy alive so long? They, just, they would set these up, these questions up, but they wouldn't have the answer already thought out. They didn't know where they were going. They were just... It's kind of a hilarious way to do a television show. It is show. funny. We think about all the money that's spent on it. <laughs> yeah. Be like, ah, we don't know. We'll figure it out. And you know how insane fans are, too. So you know that you're just <laughs> setting up all these like fans. They're like, oh my God, what's the theory? What could this possibly be? And then they're like, we... We're we asking yeah. you. Yeah. We're leaving it up to your imagination. Another great thing about the another great example of this is what's going to be coming up uh, this year. The final episodes of Game of Thrones are going to yes. be airing. All right? right, this is a story. This is a book series that the author started years ago. Still hasn't finished, but oh. supposedly it now has dementia. Yeah. Like dementia-filled <laughs> dreams will piece together something as his family wheels him out and forces him to work like an abused. Are you calendar. kidding me, George R. R. Martin? He's not getting wheeled out. Those calves will support him forever. <laughs> <laughs> he does have the FMC. That man's calves, big time. So now we're going to see this year, uh, will these questions be answered in a satisfactory way? By Probably the not. Show? People love being disappointed at this point. And when it comes to fantasy, it's very easy to disappoint them because it could go so many directions. You know it's going to like, you know, it's just not going to work out. Whereas with something with the fugitive, it's very like, in Breaking Bad too, there's a very like, you got it's with real human beings and it's with real like possibilities. So... The, the the finish has to be in the realm of possibility, right? right? And where oh, yeah, you can't just like pull a wizard out. Y- exactly, you can't be like, oh, it was a, a smoke, you know, a smoke detector. <laughs> it was went a off. it was a smoke monster polar bear. <laughs> yes. I will say though, similar to Game of Thrones, there were a few amorous brother sister moments in the Fugitive. <laughs> there were a couple. Yeah, he comes back and sees his sister. All right, now I'll give the BSB. Give the BSB. Broad strokes, Doctor Richard. Do you think, you know, wait, though, before we move on, do you think that, um, you know how there's like porn parodies? Okay. Like not the Cosby's, not the Brady's, the Love Boat. Do you think there's Gay of Thrones and it's sort of like all these gay (laughs) different factions of people and like Gay Winterfell, Gay Cersei, and they're like (laughs) sort of attacking each other with their swords? They should make like a $100 million gay porno that is like like seasons long. Why don't they do serialized porno? Like That would be good. Yeah, that would be great. Gay of Thrones. It would be really expensive, but I think it would be worth it. Because it would be, you could have like you know the Queen's Guard and they're guarding the que- the head and queen. They're a bunch <laughs> of drag queens. Yeah, right. oh, yes. Right. yes. Ooh, Jackie Onassis <laughs> and um, the Zapruda girl. And the Zapruder you, girl. <laughs> yeah. you know we have the bears. You know, oh. they're they're there. The, well, they they are on the Night's Watch. I think that the bears Jorah had an alliance Mo- with the otters who ride them <laughs> into battle. Yes. Yes. This wow. sounds like it's uh it's a money making hit. It, it sounds like we might have to act it out in 
and film it for uh, <laughs> a little screen test. Yes. That might be a good idea. I, now that I've been doing CrossFit, I can be Carl Dicko. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Carl don't get Drago. Carl Drago. Oh, it's not Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Drago. <laughs> Carl Drago. He's a uh, he's a plumber. He's an accountant. Yeah, he's an accountant. <laughs> uh, he makes a very fine marriage. I can't believe his name's Cal. Carl. Carl. I, I think it's actually a title. Oh, it's a like title. Don. Yeah, like Dom Deluise. Kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Carl is like a title given to the leader of a Dothraki oh. horde. I've been. I've done a bad job paying attention. I have to admit, hey, but I'm worry. in it for the tits and rape. <laughs> Disavowed. Hey, we, got, we found an episode title. I'm <laughs> oh, just kidding. All right, <laughs> we found an episode title with an ellipsis followed by <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right, are you boys ready for the BSB? Reactive. Yes. Give me the BSB. Doctor Richard Kimball is accused of murdering his wife because his wife was killed under mysterious circumstances. Mm. He's convinced that it was done by a one-armed man. And so he's crisscrossing the country, following the one-armed man for four years. He gets a hold of him in Los Angeles. He's trying to find him. A like sexy court stenographer teams up with him. Hot. And mm. uh, his, but then the one-armed man is ar- arrested for a different crime. So he thinks he's finally going to get him. But he's released because someone paid his bail. Ooh. And it was his brother, Leonard Kimball. So this confused. Was this real? Was this a setup? He gets stung, arrested by a court martial from Indiana, brings him back. Then the guy just lets him go out and still <laughs> find the one-armed man. Yes. Yes. That's yes. kind of the broad Standard strokes. police wow. procedure, I think. That was amazing. You actually gave a broad strokes breakdown with what actually happened in yes. the plot. <laughs> and it wasn't just like, a man's futility with the <laughs> role of his life with his wife. <laughs> Those are good broad strokes. So <laughs> yes, I, I will yes. admit I got a little into the nitty over here. Yes, you know? a little bit. Uh, yes, yeah, so... But this one is so story-driven that maybe we'll pose this here. I, don't, I can't necessarily see themes uh, about it, the human condition. Well, there's, a, there's betrayal... There's adoption. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't catch a lot of this. This is very, like, plot-heavy. Plot-heavy. I mean, this could have been just a movie. If they just put the murder at the beginning of this episode, they didn't need to do this for five seasons. I was fine just seeing this. Yeah. I I don't think that the movie needed to incorporate anything other than the finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did you guys ever watch the movie with Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones? I've only seen the U.S. Marshals version. (laughs) You see, you saw the sequel. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of? Uh, the I m- love the sequel, the swamp scene <laughs> when uh, they're like going through the bayou. It's very cool. I don't know if I ever saw it. So, oh well, turn it on right now. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley I mean, Snipes is here. All to right, do we're it. back. We've just watched uh, U.S. Marshals. <laughs> uh, so th- that was like I think th- that won an Oscar. The Fugitive I, did win an Oscar, I think, for visual effects. Oh, something really there's dumb. Because there's a daring scene where he escapes from the jail. With one hand? Because uh, that would be sweet. No, he dresses like a woman. <laughs> he puts a mop on top of his head, and he seduces the prison guard <laughs> with big titties. Yeah, and the blowjob looks very realistic. <laughs> so it won a, an Oscar for yes. special effects, yes. for visual effects. And Harrison like, Ford, uh, he did drop a gerbil out of his ass during <laughs> it accidentally. The, Richard Kimball. Uh, oh, that was Richard Gere who had the gerbil nice. in his ass. Not <laughs> he really did that. 
No. no we <laughs> actually looked it up on the podcast. Yes. We looked Wait, it up. Wait, is once. that an urban legend? That yes, it yeah, is. We, you, you debunked it on the podcast. <laughs> yes. You debunked it by show, seeing if you could actually fit a gerbil in your ass right, and right. how difficult it was. Yeah. But then again, you picked an extra large gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a guinea pig. <laughs> or maybe it was just an extra small hole. <laughs> you heard it here, folks? Yeah. You heard it here, folks. Brazau is tight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Come Enough on, malarkey. come on. That's a little crass. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> um, okay, so so it starts off with... Kimball, what's the first scene? Dr. Richard Kimball, he's working at... Uh, well. It starts off with the first scene. There's a guy drinking at a titty bar, and it's been shot up by this guy, Fred right. Johnson, who gets arrested for that. They show Dr. Uh, Kim- the Dr. Kimball. He's working at a trucking company, and he mm. sees an L.A. Times news story about this one-armed man getting arrested. And he's kind of jovial. He's like, ooh, getting ready to do a little long-haul trucking. He does seem like very happy, he's like happy. satisfied. I mean, if you were on the run and you felt like you had got away with it, and like you had re- recreated life, you'd be pretty pumped too. Yeah, I bet it was much easier to go on the lamb in the '60s. Right? I believe it was possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because now you can't with social network. Like, yeah, it, it's a Zuckerberg's in your ears. He doesn't even allow you to be a fugitive anymore. Yeah, and if you you know go on the run from the cops, try to find her a murderer, you're like gonna be tempted to like check in at all these like great resorts that you're staying at <laughs> exactly like just for the free wi-fi that's <laughs> how they get you <laughs> i will say though uh a lot of murders do go unsolved yeah. a surprising amount it's kind of messed up what ones do you know about interesting well, you bring that up yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you bragging right now yeah. but I, I <laughs> check the notches on my bed <laughs> BTK, Brazil torture. I kill. have checked the notches in your bedpost. They usually appear right after a strange man leaves your room. <laughs> after you guys have been quote unquote playing cards. <laughs> Let me tell you, you guys play cards rough. Hey, you know, uh, hearts can get pretty loud. Yes. <laughs> the the <laughs> guinea pig. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So Kimball. What do you think about Kimball? Was he an interesting character, or was he the most boring part of the show? I thought he was very like it's. He seems like just like he seems like Edward R. Murrow. He's just like very like straight laced. Doesn't seem very emotional. No, I didn't think he was really very boring. Int- yeah, he's the most boring part of the show. The future. He yeah. is so boring and analytically minded as a doctor. You feel like his motivation in finding the killer is just to solve a problem. <laughs> Not like for a vendetta to revenge his wife or right. anything. He doesn't really care that his wife was murdered. There's not one tear shed, nothing. No. Well, I mean, it's been five years. Well, yeah. he should five still be seasons. wearing and all black. And he's got a brand new hoe on his arm. Yeah. So and let me tell you, he probably traded up. Yes, she, he definitely did. I mean, we saw that other bitch get murdered. And <laughs> right. I would, and she wasn't into having a child naturally like a dumb bitch. She couldn't have a child naturally. Oh, she couldn't? I don't think so. Why would he just be like, eh, let's just do it adoption-wise? No, no, he was the one who didn't want to do it adoption-wise. And she was she like... She was pro-adoption, so I could see why you were rooting for her to die. She was crying. <laughs> she was crying. She said at one point, I don't know that I could ever love another person's child. Oh, wow, that's fucked up. Maybe you love her then. <laughs> Where, did you get turned on when you heard that? Uh, she wasn't actually killed by the one-armed man. I just whisked her away. <laughs> you killed her with your third arm. I just brought her to my <laughs> anti-leave-the-children nonprofit where we just <laughs> abandoned adoptees. <laughs> All right. So the show, 
like it the the use of music in the show. What do you think of that? Because a lot of shows don't have a soundtrack like this. Dude, thing. this show is ninety percent music. It really <laughs> was. It's like zung zung. A lot of zung. like strings to build the tension. Yes, and in, stuff like that. In the shot, and the one armed man is terrifying to look at too. I thought he was really? very spooky. You didn't think he was handsome? You think a lot of men are handsome, especially <laughs> those in he, the villainous. I like realm. a brawny man, but he was not brawny. You he, can't be brawny with one arm. He has a, he had a really lined and weathered face. Yes. yes. He, he seemed kind of like he seemed d- stupid but dangerous to me. Yeah, he he freaked me the fuck out. Honestly, the the way they use shadows and the way he was lurking behind different like objects and stuff. And think about how gross it would be if he touched you with that stone. Oh, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> that's that's why he had to kill that woman. You know, that's why he killed the wife because she was, she was making fun of him well, so much. <laughs> She's like, "You're pathetic. What yeah. are? What yeah. a loser." She was. He was like choking her, and she was like, "What do you need a hand with that?" <laughs> <laughs> so then, so so the so first what, ninety minutes are not stop. very important. We're, no, we still at the truck. Well, stop, he though. he sees the newspaper report about the guy getting arrested, and he travels to Los Angeles to try to uh, track this guy down. Yes, and. Um, uh, while he's there, he meets with a beautiful young lady. Beautiful. Jean? I didn't catch her I name. I believe her name was Jean. I just kept calling her stenographer. Yeah. Yes. She was a court stenographer who Hots. was giving a yeah. lot of access to active crime investigation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she, she also must have made a shit ton of money because her apartment was dope. Well, this is in the well, 60s. Yeah, the, in the, the 60s, the, that were the apartment that rent was uh, 65 cents a year. <laughs> the American dollar did go further then, but living alone. But she was an old spinster. She was in her 30s. No, oh, no really? Husband, no wow. People must tell. have thought she was a lesbian. <laughs> a, a Boston marriage, yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy did say when he went in to kiss her on the cheek, he said, ooh, you smell fishy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Apparently, Dr. Kimball like, had interacted with her before in his travels or had interacted with family members of hers because they seemed to like, know they each other. They knew each other. They were both from Stafford, Indiana. Wow. wow. Damn, you, you did a good job paying attention. I, my eyes were peeled. My <laughs> ass was on the edge of my seat. So but, th- but there was a bit of an age difference. It was unclear how they would have known each other. And it wasn't clear. Oh, oh, she had waited on him when she was in college at the country club. He Ooh, liked his wow. steak medium rare. Is that, was he talking <laughs> about her ass? <laughs> Do you think that uh, as a waitress that she was uh, pretty good at her job? Or you think that she got canned and moved on to court stenography? You know, it's hard to say whether or not waitress or court stenographer is a better career. Mm-hmm. I think that... I would say court stenographer. Well, I mean, maybe you make more money. But you know what? You can be a high-end waitress. You can't be a high-end court stenographer. What if you only do the White-collar crimes. Yeah. What if you only do Enron hearings? Oh, you know who my favorite court stenographer is? The one who finally depicted Tom Brady's true ugliness (laughs) a few years back. (laughs) I think a court artist. a court artist. Sure. (laughs) A court stenographer is typing. Typing. How many words can you type in a minute? Uh, Five. Wow. <laughs> Just big words, like titty caca five times. <laughs> Dude, I do like 30. At I least. can probably do 25 words in a minute, but what about when you're 30 sexting? of them are spelt wrong? What do you put when you're sexting? Oh, that that's actually harder because I'm only using one hand because oh, I'm jerking off. The one-armed sexting. The one-armed sexting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I've been known for killing your girls. So why do we still have courtroom <laughs> sketch artists? What benefit would that be? They should because they refuse to put video cameras in. They should just live stream these things. Oh, but they don't f- put video cameras. It depends. On, depends on the judge. Some judges will allow cameras. For instance, very famously, uh, Judge Lance Ito allowed court uh, cameras in during maybe the most historic trial. Uh, of the 90s, the trial of Orenthal James Simpson. Good for him. Yeah, he allowed cameras. Some cameras, some judges let cameras in, some don't. So if you don't, you need a courtroom artist there to sketch, you know. So it's just handsome and vain judges who let him in. Yeah. <laughs> they is good they really Asian should. Man. They don't, they should have, they should live stream they all They should be CCTV. So that people could there. see how bad news it is. Well, there used to be a television network solely devoted to courtroom hot trials, and Court TV. And then they TV. became True TV. Then they became the reality show network True TV. L- and now Lizard Lake Towing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they give like bad small time comedians like shows, like yeah. travel shows. Or like say the Impractical Jokers. That's where they're from? I yeah, think they're, they're on True TV. And they're true hugely famous. Huh? It must be true TV gods. Dude, there's nothing coming close to them on true TV. Yeah, I mean, besides Bef- Lizard Lick Toe. <laughs> before, yeah, before the Impractical Jokers, true TV was just horrible reality shows with, like, staged repo guys. Yeah, it was, it was really horrible. bad. Really, really bad. And then they got a little classier, and they got the Impractical Jokers. <laughs> yeah, people like, you know. People who like highbrow. <laughs> yeah, people who like sneezing into buffet lines or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And so the fugitive, he's on the run. He's he's being pursued by a, a dogged U.S. marshal. But they become yes. friends, I assume, Lieutenant over the years. Girard. There's a mutual respect for one another. No. Much like Catch Me If You Can. I, I, can see I, that. I, I don't think so. Yes. One guy assumes he's hunting a man who murdered his wife. But there but must dude, be some kind a mutual of mutual respect because there I, must be because he allows him to continue to investigate after he yes. captures him. Because I think there's a part of him that doesn't believe necessarily that he did do it right so then that means over the course of the four seasons or whatever there was a moment where he started to think well maybe this guy's on to something i've That's been true. after this guy for so long famous scene in the movie is harrison ford is running from gerard he uh is in the sewers and they come to a dam and he's standing over the precipice and yeah uh, harrison ford goes i didn't kill my wife in time gerard goes I don't care, you know, and then he has to leap to his death or leap to his apparent death. Right. And then how he, does he survive? Because he, he does. Just, he just survives. <laughs> he's because uh, he's Harrison fucking Ford. All right. That was not in the show. That was not <laughs> no. true to the show. <laughs> it was a very famous scene in the movie. The movie very popular. Yes. So he doesn't care. Or, or well, he, in he, this he does care. But he he also respects this man enough to go. Let him figure out what happened. It's insane that he would capture him and then be like, well, I'll let you, let you I'll let you investigate the crime. Right, right. But you know what? It, it's interesting. Like, the police get these type of things wrong a lot of the time. That is true. It they happens. Sure it does the, happen. The Innocence Project has used DNA to exonerate many hundreds of different convicted criminals right. who were wrongfully convicted. Two little plugs. Donate to two great nonprofits, Innocence Project and Series Finale Patreon, where we put out <laughs> a, uh, a bonus episode. They're, yeah. they're equally important to society. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the, the cops get it so wrong. Like Famously, they got it wrong on June 24, 2007. Okay? Mm-hmm. The ma- media came out and started to smear the name of the world heavyweight champion, Chris Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> Saying he committed suicide by hanging. They accused him of a couple other things, too, like uh, murdering his wife and his and son. son. And uh, <laughs> there was a ton of reasons why this was that why uh, Vince McMahon and the Lion Media wanted to kill Chris Benoit. 
All right. You got to remember the year. It's 2007, yes. right? It said that Benoit was about to announce his bid for presidency. Whoa! Right. But the Democrats couldn't have that because they knew the WWE personalities were too dynamic to beat. So <laughs> Obama and Hillary snuck in to Chris Benoit's house, killed his wife and child, and then he fought them off as much as he could, but Hillary's hands were too powerful. Yes. And she strangled him to death. Whoa. Wow. Did she put him in a crippler crossface? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she fucking did that. What's the ram head where you're like, what head? The diving head. The diving headbutt. But don't worry, the WWE would get its revenge in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> when Linda McMahon became Secretary of Small Business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. so pretty shocking news. That's there. huge. That's huge. Can I, I announce what we're doing? You think we should yes, do that? Yes, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. all right. So we do this writing exercise, everybody, if people didn't understand. <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah, and our prompt was th- re- rewrite a murder that, <laughs> that they actually got, that the media got wrong. What what really happened? Yeah. Yes. You, should you know, I have explained that before I did it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, listeners, don't, hey, listeners, I feel like us. we don't usually do it. We never do, but we did get some feedback during the live show. Okay, right. interesting. But I wonder if that was for the live show. Well, you know what? We can go on over it after the podcast. Could I say one thing? Please. Yeah. If it's un- <laughs> you can. If it's unclear while well, people can see us reading, it might be even less clear when they are only <laughs> listening to us. That's fair. So that's that, fair. I, one of our listeners, Uri Shatil, likes when we do segments. So this is a segment, Uri. Thank you, Mr. Why don't we Shatil. call the writing segment the Uri segment? The, <laughs> Yes. Chantil says. We can call it the Unrestrained Writing Initiative for oh. Uri. <laughs> That's good. Well, I mean, a lot of people say that writing is spelled with a W, but I like to spell it with an R. Yeah, that's but sort we, of your artistic interpretation we're of We're writing words. the wrong of not having enough, yes. uh, enough segments. We they, take out the W. <laughs> well, I want you guys to know that in uh, 2011, I was actually a brand new U.S. Marshal that was Whoa. assigned to wow. uh, track a celebrity jailbreak fugitive, actor Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Snipes was on the run in Las Vegas, being wrongfully convicted of evading taxes. Uh, he was convicted in uh, December of 2010, escaped prison shortly after in, two, in early 2011. Snipes was on the run in Las Vegas, and I flew to track him there. Uh, once I was there, I tracked him to the uh, famous Luxor Hotel and Casino, the big uh, pyramid one. Um, I confronted Snipes with my team of all-female U.S. Marshal backups. <laughs> nice. Snipes easily killed all of my agents with his bare hands, strangling them to death with a boner, uh, <laughs> giving me the opportunity to put a gun on him. Oh, wow. Snipes said, uh, sorry, but he had to stop the real villains who had framed him. The producers of uh, Blade, House of Cthon, who had to get Snipes out of the way in order to film their subpar TV movie show. Wow. So me and Wesley Snipes teamed up and we killed the Spike executives. And that is when Snipes decided to uh, go back to prison, serve his sentence, get released, and then quietly fund a newer, more just cable network, Stars Television. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that is how wow. Wesley Snipes quietly funded the greatest premium cable network <laughs> of all time, Stars. Pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah. Did you have fun working with Snipes? No. No. He was a real dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. He was a real Michael Richards <laughs> on set. <laughs> Fucking dickhead. Wow. I didn't write about a murder because murder is nothing to laugh about. You what never, I did write about. I didn't write about a murder either. Well, I just wanted to preface it. I wrote about 
a sexual crime. Okay, Ooh, I want to talk about something, something that is something to laugh about. Very important. We Un- should also let them know you're not actually reading, you're writing. So it's more of a you thought of. Memorized. <laughs> memorized. Memorized. He's like Kanye. Yeah. I want to bring up a new topic. You forgot we better often, shit than you ever thought of. <laughs> we often talk about stolen valor. When somebody poses as a military serviceman, we are pro stolen valor. Yes, we are. <laughs> I want to talk about a more serious crime. Okay. Stolen culo. Ooh. That stolen culo is when someone claims to have had sex with someone they really didn't. Yeah. Okay. So you may remember a big election news story that Stormy Daniels had sex with President Donald J. Trump. Of course. In a blackmail. Mm. It was time. actually post-election, though. This was not true. <laughs> Stormy never had sex with really? Donald Trump. I was actually at the convention center where Stormy claims to have had sex with Donald Trump, which was at a pro bass shop's grand opening in Memphis, Tennessee, where they crowned the fourth largest pyramid in the world. Another pyramid. Whoa. I was there, and I had asked Trump to autograph, uh, what's that book called? Uh, Art of the Deal. (laughs) Art of the Deal. And he autographed it. We got talking. I said, Trump, you know, I got a tower you could put your name on in my drawers. (laughs) (laughs) And Stormy's around just being disgusting, you know, trying yeah. to seduce me. He says, forget about that, Zach. You come up to the hotel room. So I'm up there, you know, and I'm Memphis. Thinking, I'm uh. up in Memphis, and I'm thinking we're going to have sex with Donald Trump. Wow. And Donald, he pulls me in, and he says, look, Zach, I have a huge penis. Okay? Whoa. And Melania cannot take it. So Whoa. I need you to make it with my wife. Wow. <laughs> so Melania comes in. We make love. You know, it's very yes. fun. Uh, he says, wow, that was excellent. I'd love you to meet my daughter. Did bring she climb uh, Hard to say. Speaking, you know, Lithuanian, Slovenian the whole time. I, I, I couldn't understand a word. So that's the story of who really made love to Donald J. Trump. And making love to Donald J. Trump really means making love to his family. Because yes. you can't make love to Donald. Family first. How is Donald Jr.? The Donald autistic Jr., one. Uh, he felt great. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that make you a fugitive? <laughs> it, do- it doesn't make me a fugitive. It makes, it makes an example of a crime being attributed to the wrong person. True. I thought that was a great unrestrained writing initiative. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a, a, a URI, much better than a UTI. <laughs> uh, okay. So the show's climax is wonderful, right? Because at the end of the episode, it all comes forward, right? You, They find out that the bail has been set up by not... They use the fake name. They use George Kittle's brother's name. They use Dick Kimball's brother's, brother's name. name. Oh, Leonard, Leonard Taft. Oh, uh, Leonard Taft. Leonard Taft, I believe. Right. Why, why is it a different last name? I don't know. But oh, it's, it's his brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. He is yes. brother-sister with the uh, yes. woman. Right. Because they don't look alike. No. Yeah, in fact, uh, we can actually listen in right now, actually, to when they find this out. Like we said, a lot of music. <laughs> oh, man. Dick. Good to see you. I know it looks strange, but uh, I'm in custody. What kind of a sadist are you, Lieutenant? Uh, no, Lynn. Get out of here. My wife's going to be here any minute. I'm not going to subject her to this. Uh, Lynn, listen. You having a good time? Enjoying your revenge? If you think I'm enjoying being here, Mr. Taft, you're very much mistaken. That's true. He's giving me a chance. Okay, son, why don't you... Uh, you run along upstairs, huh? One-armed man was arrested in Los Angeles. I know. Somebody bailed him out. 
The money came from here, from Stafford. Who would do a thing like that? Somebody who gave his name is Leonard Taft. Oh, I see. I see. You think that, uh, you think that I did that, Richard? I don't know. Maybe you thought it was a way I could get to him. Well, that would be a pretty stupid thing to do, wouldn't it? Yeah. Very muted. What do you say, Lieutenant? Whatever bail Fred Johnson out of jail, obviously doesn't want him to talk. I think you do. Right. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Great. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of an example of the show, like... You understand what happened, but it wasn't very interesting. The way, <laughs> the way it went down. Right. Basically, what they're saying is the one-armed man was bailed out for three grand for a murder. Yeah. A little odd. It well, back this is the sixties. Three thousand dollars was the equivalent of like twenty-five million. Right. Yeah, hundred grand. And it came at least. from Donald Taft. And they don't believe it could have been Donald Taft because Donald Taft was a war hero. He was decorated Silver Star veteran. Right. And he it also just would have been really dumb to like give his name. You right. Know. Well, so, no. Oh, Donald Taft is the... Ro- Leonard Taft. Leonard Taft is not the brother-in-law, though. Leonard Taft is the brother-in-law. Is the brother-in-law. Yeah. So who is that other guy? There's You're thinking of the other guy who, who is actually, also a war who, hero, right? Who, the one who actually bailed him out and who is... Uh, who. Yeah, that other guy, <laughs> Lloyd Charles. Lloyd Legacy. Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forget that other guy's name. But he's also a war hero, and he happened to be in the murder house when yes. it happened. He was also in the house when this went down. Wait, how many people were there? <laughs> just, wow. just him. It was a full party. Kimball. Kimball pulls up in the driveway after it's over. Yeah, the the woman's in the house and she is speaking to her brother-in-law. No, she's speaking to a, a different guy. Who's that guy? The, the the guy that's trying to shoot the one-armed guy at the end. That's not the brother-in-law. That guy yes. set up the brother-in-law yes, to make it look the- like he bailed him out. Think about it like this. You fucking dumbass. Who is that guy? <laughs> Fred Johnson. He's a friend of the family. One-armed man is the guy who actually did the killing. Yes. But this other guy, he's kind of like the guy who set this these events in motion. He Why? caused it to happen. What because was he, he I couldn't figure that out. Okay, so what happens is this guy, Taft, not Taft. Whatever this guy is, the, what, the gray-haired guy. The gray-haired guy is friends, with, they're family friends with the woman who was murdered and Dr. Kimball. The right? Kimballs. So they must. They had a party bef- the night before where it comes out that they can't have a child, all right? And this, uh, this upsets the, the woman who died. reverse baby shower. Yes. The no <laughs> baby bath. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so this upsets Kimball's wife who goes and gets murdered. And uh, <laughs> she doesn't really do it like on purpose, but nonetheless. Yeah. And um, she invites this this. This guy over. Oh man, these are not gra- gray hair guy. She invites gray hair guy over to, to sort of cry about it, and uh, he's in the bedroom with the woman who gets murdered. Right. right. And now this is the '60s. This is a man who's not married to this woman. There's this is scandal. Should not have happened. Scandal. Yeah. So he's also a war hero. He's got a silver star. He's made a whole reputation on being amazing. Right. He's gunning down people. They hear something <laughs> downstairs. Right. It's the one-armed guy. Now, the one-armed guy fucking starts beating up the woman while 
the gray-haired man. why and what the Arnhem guy wanted. But he's thirsty for blood. Maybe he just wanted to kill somebody. Maybe he wanted a new arm. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Could have been. been. Could have been. been. So he... Well, I mean, you've lived a life of, uh, of a guy who had womanly arms. Would you wish it on anybody else? Would you think no, it's good? No. I've murdered people because <laughs> I'm so upset by it. So then the gray-haired man, he sees this all happen. He doesn't react. He sort of has a PTSD shock moment. And he doesn't make a move, even though he's this big hero. He is so ashamed he by this. He watches the woman get beat to death. Yes. He's so and then oh. the and then the one armed man sort of looks at him like, Wow, you're a pussy, and yeah. sort of just leaves, right? And now the gray haired man is so ashamed by this. Yes. Not only is he a war hero, he's he's a pillar he, of the community. A pillar of the community. He's let down everybody. He let this woman die. His friend, right? He's also been in the room with this woman. Got it. With out his wife's so knowledge and the husband's knowledge. He can't come forward to this because it would disgrace his legacy. Exactly. And he tries Got to it. tell his wife when she kind of gets amidst of it that she wouldn't come forward because he didn't want to embarrass his wife because people would talk. She, she says, puts the bull crap. This yes. is another thing I think they adapted much better in the film with Harrison Ford. In the film with Harrison Ford, uh, the one-armed man is the killer, but the one-armed man in the kill in the movie was actually put up to it because he was supposed to kill Dr. Richard Kimball because uh, Dr. Richard Kimball was going to be looking into like whether or not to approve a very important prescription drug. And oh. so this his friend set this guy up to kill him, but he ended up killing his wife instead. Way better. That's that very makes smooth. Me, <laughs> yes. that, that makes me think that the future of the television show was written by writers who were like, we'll just throw out these questions <laughs> yeah, and we'll yeah. hope for the best. <laughs> because it's kind of, it's very confusing. So, and yeah. it's like this guy. So that, what you said, what you just broke down, that it was the guy, the reason that he was hiding this info was because he was ashamed or whatever. Yeah. I can see that somewhat making sense, but I feel like the botched hit on himself on Kimball just makes more sense. It yeah. just makes way more sense. It's it does. cleaner. It's a lot cleaner. It yeah. does. I mean, because now you're dealing with like w- really layered psyche yeah. of human if, beings. You know, right? if you're that ashamed. I mean, I get you're that ashamed, but you let Doctor Kimball like take the fall for it for four years. Exactly. That's pretty scummy. And that's why his wife is like, "Hey, this is all your fault. You need right. to make this right." But to make it right, he thinks he decides that he's going to go kill the one-armed man by himself. But unfortunately, the one-armed man, he's an experienced criminal. He gets the drop on Gray Hair, and then he tells Gray Hair that he needs to pay him $50,000 or else he'll reveal this information to the world. Gray Hair says he doesn't have it. He and, tries uh, to get it in a hilarious sequence where he calls a guy on the phone and he's like, I need $50,000 cash soon for an investment opportunity. The guy like turns him down and he's like, you're a piece of <laughs> shit. Fuck you. <laughs> he says, these boys want to move quick. <laughs> they want to move fast. <laughs> so what do you say? And the guy's like, I don't think we're going to do it. And he's like, you know what? You're a piece of shit. I never liked you. Fuck yourself. I need $50,000. <laughs> and he's rejected in his loan application the way all inquiries for debt should be received. <laughs> Debt-free, baby. Debt-free yes. lifestyle. Yeah. And so that's like... And, and so then, now, Dr. Kimball and his Gerard. buddy friend, they get a, they they start to piece it all together. Yes. They fi- figure out that they're going to be... There's going to be a shootout, basically, at that, this amusement park. That gray hair has lured Fred Johnson to an abandoned amusement Fred park. Fred Johnson, the one-armed man. The one-armed man to take him out. I got to say, this location for the climax... Fantastic. Yes, very good. Abandoned amusement park. I can see why they had the Joker in abandoned amusement park so much in TVs and comics. It's spooky. It's cool as hell. Even this show 
shot in broad daylight yeah, in, the br- yeah. in the band music still kind of like scary. It yeah. was a little freaky, but I did think that the broad daylight. <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> beautiful choreography up there. Yeah. It yeah. was good. Good fight scene. This is the best fight scene I've ever seen in my life. You <laughs> think so? <laughs> yes. What? I really do. There nuts. is one odd moment where uh, Grey Hair literally has him falling over. Yes. He pulls him back up, tries to punch him in the face, but <laughs> one arm just grabs his gun. Yeah. It's like you could have kicked him through the hole. Well, this is an important thing here. So Kimball needs one Dr. Kimball needs the one armed man to be alive so that he can be exonerated. Right. Yes. right? But there's also this weird sort of up in the air where uh, Gray Hair has told his story now, but you who do you believe? The gray hair guy or the one armed man? So Dr. Kimball is still iffy about both of them. But while Dr. Kimball and one armed man are sort of going back and forth. They're at the top of the Mahi Mahi. Yes. Very tall tower. A fish so nice they named it twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh that so they're at the top of this and it's a great choreography, great fight scene. But it's so lame. Yeah. It's one of the best fight scenes in cinema history. The one-armed man. It's not a movie, television show. It's close. <laughs> the one-armed man. He decides. He he lets Kimball know that he did murder him. He does let him know, actually. She wouldn't let me go. I'd like to claw my eyes out. I didn't mean to hit her so hard. Exactly. My bad, dog. Direct for the music, huh? The music's crazy. Yeah, I killed her. And at this no, point, the one our man has gotten the gun back. Yeah. No he points the gun at Kimball, and then there's a gunshot. But who was it? It wasn't Kimball getting shot. It was the one-armed man getting shot yep. by... Gerard. The U.S. Marshal guy. Gerard has taken Greyhair's rifle, shot uh, one-armed man who plummets hundreds of feet down to his death. Yes. I assume he died, right? Yes, he <laughs> did die. And then they show an aerial view of him, and his nub is twitching. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, and, and this is... Also very important because now they have to convince Gray Hair to do the right thing. Yes. Because at this point, Kimball could still go down for this murder, but Gray Hair needs to say, hey, I'm a pussy-ass bitch, and I let <laughs> this fucking broad die right in front of me. He needs to do what other another silver-haired war hero did, John Kerry. He needs to flip-flop <laughs> like John Kerry, and he needs to recant yes. his earlier story. Now, did you have any sympathy... For one our man when he said, I didn't mean to hit her too hard. Because we've all been there before, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I did not have sympathy, but one our man is establishing a manslaughter and not a first degree murder. Interesting. Yeah. You think he wanted to live? I think he just wanted to whack her in the head. I thought it was very lame that uh, Kimball... Has the one-armed man suspended over this tower, punching him in the face, completely has him disabled, and then just gets up and lets the guy grab the gun again. What yeah, it, it felt like Bates Motel a little yes. bit. <laughs> and he's yes. like, oh, oh I, I knocked you out briefly. Let me turn around and have my gun in my back pocket. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that was annoying. 
I thought that the twitch was pretty funny, though, with the nub. Yes. And then everything works out. He yeah. gets the broad, too. He upgraded his wife. <laughs> she, This wife can actually have kids, so yeah. he likes He'll her a probably, lot more. Does that happen? Yeah, she she gets pregnant on the spot. Knocked yeah. up. She's yeah. showing eight months right when uh, when he they goes they come out of the courthouse to surround our reporters and she goes like he came in me yesterday so she, I'm thinking good. She says we 69 and I still got <laughs> pregnant. That's how powerful Whoa, his comments. So that's how jets. Baroness, you know, his ex-wife was. <laughs> oh, he'll probably look back on this and say it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Wow. <laughs> he'll probably go back and like lay flowers on on what our man's grave <laughs> instead of his own wife's. Oh, of course. Okay, you have to lose one body limb. What do you lose? Uh, I'm Wiener. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna you mean clip? <laughs> <laughs> those are those are bad. Female genitalation, mutilation, or whatever. Female genital yes. mutilation. Yep, it that is bad. bad. <laughs> but there is a more serious problem: male <laughs> genital mutilation. <laughs> we are circumcising boys for no reason other than that it makes their cocks look beautiful, and it makes a moil's mouth taste better. <laughs> <laughs> yes wow uh did you think that the one-armed man was of the jewish ilk what i thought i got a little all right we're getting a little crazy Let's... i know I, I thought come on i don't think a new segment will be called questions by jack <laughs> i think i did notice that he might have had a yarmulke on that that fight scene. he had a yarmulke on the nub <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a role play, a little RP <laughs> Let's for the do boys. A role play for the boys. Wait, were you guys surprised that it all like were you annoyed that it all fucking came Worked together? No, I, I wanted to see that it's happen. I'd invested four years and 120 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see it piece together. Uh, yeah, I mean, my thoughts on the show were that um, it seemed kind of boring. Not, a, I felt like not a ton happened in the 90 minutes of series finale <laughs> that we watched. Yeah, but right. It was atmospheric. There was some interesting stuff. It's interesting to watch television from decades earlier, you know, and yeah, see like fun. what people watched then. It's kind of fun. This was probably riveting. I mean, people were probably going nuts for this shit. Yeah, you know, wait till they saw Harrison Ford fucking jump off that bus right when the train hit it in the 90s. They didn't know what the fuck was happening. <laughs> it is weird to think that there were probably fans of this like it boggles my mind that people were watching this in the sixties, and then only thirty years later they're in their fifties, you know, or forties, yeah. and they get to see it in the big screen. It's like totally different, you know. Yeah, and it gets a. Sequel. That's one of the great changes of human civilization. <laughs> for you, the these move- people also grew up with no internet. Now they could find the movie on the internet, but it's just crazy that you could the, see the future. Well, now they can. The big the, now they can share. Uh, memes that were created by Russians about how <laughs> about how Hillary is a is a pedophile child eater or whatever. Yeah, I mean, some things have gotten worse, I guess, <laughs> but for the most part, things have gotten better. I yeah. just was thinking about there's a woman who died that was from 1912. Good for oh, her. Yeah. Imagine all the life she's seen. But you know what? How many, how many times do you think life. someone's nutted inside her? Oh, dude, what do you think? Let's think. She's probably had over 300 lovers. No. <laughs> yes. Probably one to three. A hundred a decade. <laughs> <laughs> probably one to three. No, she definitely had more than that. A hundred and eighteen. In the last 18 years, up- she probably had 30, you know, at least. We'll, 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 we'll do the billion a question. Your libido <laughs> drops over- way off. Not this bitch, man. I saw pictures <laughs> of her. She was going out. Rubbing the clam. <laughs> All right, thoughts? that's how when she when they put her in the casket, they had both things open, and she had her hand on her pussy. 
uh, disavow thoughts and prayers to that woman and her family. <laughs> Who cares? She's 118. Her children are probably 95. I know, dude. Get she's 107, right? 106? She's born in 112. Or she's born in 1912. Yeah. She could have great, great grandchildren. She has she has outlived everybody she's ever known. That's why she probably outlived all of her kids and some grandkids. Yeah, damn. Yeah. She probably didn't have kids to make it that long, actually. Yeah, they'll Ooh. drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take my wife. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's do a role play. Were there any other Jewish people on this show? <laughs> We love the Jewish people. Um, <laughs> of course. Shout out love to a, a great Jewish American, Julian Edelman, on his Super Bowl MVP performance. Yeah, baby. That was big, big shout out to Ariel Hawani, number one MMA journalist in the world. Jewish. Very Jewish. He's a journalist? You can be number one at being a journalist? I mean, if you get into the world of mixed martial arts, it's, it's a small pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was that guy who got murdered? He was the number one, and then your boy came in. Kazagi, the yeah, Saudi, yeah. What? Saudi Arabian Oh, guy? Jamal Khashoggi? <laughs> yeah, Jamal Khashoggi, he was number one, and now your boy is. <laughs> Interesting. We'll yeah. have to look into that. Maybe your buddy fucking knocked him out with a couple chokeholds. <laughs> okay, okay, come on, come on. Get serious. Let's go. Let's do a role play. Role play. Let's I'll be Khashoggi. Jamal Khashoggi? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I'll be... um. I'll be the one-armed man. Whoa. I will be, uh, I'm going to neighbor Gladys, the sexy court stenographer. I think it's Ooh. Gene. Gene. I was close. Okay. I'll be the U.S. Marshal. Gerard. Gerard. Lieutenant, Gerard. Lieutenant Gerard. Let's be in the courthouse. Why well, would be in the courthouse? What if we're in the amusement park right after the killing of the one-armed man? So I'm dead? <laughs> no, you, you're, you're okay. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, God. Oh, my God. This hurts worse than when my arm was blown up by those Viet Cong. Is that how you lost your arm? Yes, I was there. It was a couple years before what ends up happening, but I really pissed some people off. <laughs> Lieutenant Gerard, this man, he he killed my lover's wife, but I just feel so bad for him. He lost his arm in the war. Thank let, you. Let me tell you something, Toots. This Whoa. man. Hey, buddy, who's the misogyny? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This man, I th I think that's true. I think you're like a you're a, you're a, a champion for women's rights. I'm Mr. woke John. as fuck, dog. <laughs> this man killed your lover's wife. That's and true. Let me tell you, if someone kills your lover, you will become my wife. <laughs> so, Doctor Campbell, dude, oh, oh my god, dude, dude, you shot my lover. Hey, is there an ambulance coming? I am broken to pieces. No. I fell four. Can no. you take your jacket off so I can see that disgusting little nub? Only if you sit on it, baby. <laughs> Deal in the hell. <laughs> oh, Jean is my wife <laughs> now. But, 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 no, no, no. no. Oh, oh, I defended it with my nub. <laughs> oh, now I you have know. a metal plate there. Went back at you. Ping. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm God. losing blood. Oh. You fool. Don't Jean. worry. I'll suck the bullet out. No, no, no! I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll fix it with my nub. What? <laughs> yeah, it's got little. Oh, ow, got ow. Oh. oh, he's jamming oh my, my nub into a raw wound. Oh. It Gross no. as hell. <laughs> oh, it's infected. I'm sorry. Oh. I'll, I'll take it out. I'll take it out. You know oh. what? I'm, I'm gonna go on the teacups. This is <laughs> too much for me. <laughs> I gotta go on the teacups. Oh, what are you gonna do on the teacups? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you? Why don't I drag your broken, shattered body along, and we'll oh, find out. Please, do. I'll grab your I arm. I might just be yank it. Here we go. <laughs> ah. Oh wait, Gene. Uh, I'm blind. The eyeball was shot out. 
but I still got a sense of taste. Oh, <laughs> I'll drag you along too. That's so interesting, <laughs> Lieutenant. Because I, uh, I broke everything, but one thing's hard still. One thing, <laughs> all the blood must have rushed down there. It looks like you lost that too. It was that in <laughs> Korea. Or what, what happened there? Shut the fuck up, you oh, bitch! No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 in your throat! In your throat! Uh, uh, I'm gonna kill myself. It's so gross. <laughs> All right, uh, I think we're all <laughs> either dead or severely injured. <laughs> this okay. is gonna be tough for the if they ever want to reopen this amusement park. <laughs> they're gonna have a fucking some or bad if they reviews. ever want to remake our role play with Harrison Ford. Oh, <laughs> all right, make it much more coherent and easier yeah. to follow. <laughs> what are we uh, giving it number wise? I'm gonna give it a seven. Yeah, strong yeah, seven point five. With the times, six. Seven point five. Nice. All right. Good night, America. Good night. <laughs>